What's going on, Knights of Fulcrum? It is I, your boy Gilbert. Pinky. And Harry. And we are here, but we are going to be talking about some new Star Wars. We So, we were here last week, unfortunately, because somebody couldn't make it. Yeah, you. <laughs> it was me. I, mean, talk, I love how Harrison is just like, oh, well, I couldn't do it. I'm like, nah, dude, I'm like, it was me. I'm like, wait a minute. Me and Harry were, me and Harry were here. <laughs> I know. That's the beauty of it. I mean, but, to yeah. do that, I, I said, hey, could I not do it? So, you know, like, it was going to be the Brit takeover. It was going to be oh, Sorry about that. But yeah, we are here. We're going to be doing some uh, folk, we're going to folk Entertainment podcast episode two th 231. Yeah, it says it right there. 231. And I have a choice for you, Peaky. Live or die. Oh, you want to play this game? Do you want me to get mine? Go do it, son. Yeah. Also, you're supposed to say, I won't fight you. Nah, but <laughs> Alexa, turn off lights. Damn it, it's not working. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> that would have been funny as fuck if he didn't. All right, but yeah, we are here. All right, Peaky, it's time. Time to complete your training. Oh, that's... Oh, uh, look at that. Look at that beautiful purple. Harrison, where the fuck is your lightsaber? Um, It's in a place called my fucking money that I didn't spend on a lightsaber. <laughs> well, go get a goddamn lightsaber. Jesus. It's but, yeah, so... Was it? It's this was ninety quid on Amazon. No, oh, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the one I have right there that was eighty bucks on uh for, on saber on ultra sabers. But regardless, the point is, Harrison, go get a fucking lightsaber so you can be in on a bit. <laughs> no, but... the, 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 the tape they sent with this was absolute crap. So I got hockey tape from a sports shop and just used that. Mm. All right. But yeah, guys. So we so we're gonna be talking about uh, Ahsoka's episode five and six since we didn't do. Oh, wrong, wrong one. Yeah, we're gonna be doing episodes five and six. We didn't do that last week. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I know I just fucked up on that one. But uh, so we're gonna be doing. Uh, so I have to ask you guys, what were your initial thoughts? And also, what's going on, guys? It's been like two weeks since I fucking seen you. Yeah, well, it's yeah. been longer for me, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, because you, you weren't here on the last episode, I think. I, think I wasn't was here on the last episode. I wasn't here episode four because I, I was obviously I was in London that day. and I just So it's been three weeks for you, dude. Jeez. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, so, Peaky, first of all, I'll start with you. What's going on? How's it going? And what were your initial thoughts on the show? Uh, not much. Still working on the channel. Still still planning ahead for next month. Um. Honestly, the the show for me, I'm blown away by it. Like the past two episodes, I've had goosebumps the entire way through, <clears throat> and it like I just feel like okay, this episode was a little bit lackluster on the action, but it gave us more story, which I feel like we needed because I feel like just constant action was starting to get a little bit boring, but. The couple of bits of action that we did have in this one was like in the past two episodes were really good. The chore the choreography and the fight scenes are just amazing on their own. Like mm. fair play to all of the choreographs and the stunt actors that do all the work for these kind of things. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I'm, I'm loving the show. It's probably one of my it's probably beating Mandalorian on my favorite Star Wars show. Really. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, so you still haven't watched fucking Andor, so goddamn it, you you can't, you don't get an opinion, Peaky. <laughs> no, and I just... never will. 
<laughs> and you never, you, oh, tell him, Harrison, he's a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> you are a stupid son of a bitch. Like, it's, it's, it's definitely one of the best Star Wars shows they put out on Disney Plus. Like, like, Andor's so worth it. It yeah. really is. The, from, from the mouth of our, of our illustrious, uh, voice actor slash audiobook reader slash Star Wars aficionado. Nah. <laughs> slash not Star Wars fan. I mean, you're enough of a Star Wars fan for I think it to count, and you agree with me, so you know what <laughs> that works. <laughs> but no, so now we're going to move on to Harrison. Uh, what's going on, Harrison, and how how have you been? And uh, what did you think of these two episodes? I've been good. I've been good. I have um, fallen into the Sarlacc pit that is Baldur's Gate three. Um, it is eating up yes. all my spare time, but I absolutely love it. I'm so into it. Um, so I, I have. Uh, really appreciated like all the kind of fantasy aesthetic that we're getting in Ahsoka. Like I, I really like that. I like the sort of night look to people. We talked about last week. I love the sort of or last episode. I love the Dark Souls sort of look to um, that dark Jedi that we think was a, a Force zombie. Um, so yeah, that that's been cool. Uh, these last couple of episodes, particularly episode five, not my bag, but uh, I'm on a record as not liking Anakin Skywalker. So it's pretty good that I wasn't that I wasn't like leading this conversation last week because it would have just been like, oh man, god damn it. I don't know. Maybe maybe it would have been uh, maybe it would have been like a lot more. Like, I don't know because I noticed that in our Discord we are getting some angry people joining re of late, like yeah. who do, who are not about this new Star Wars. I, I noticed that as well. I was like, these, these people are kind of rem reminding me of a certain someone. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think they're as bad as that person. But I, I'm just gonna say, like, yeah, we've got. I had a little bit of a conversation with somebody in the Star Wars chat. Like that person tore this episode, that episode five, a new one, and they were just not. Well, actually, they also weren't about. They said they weren't about the Thrawn either. That they, it's like a bastardized version of the Thrawn that's from the books. We got like ten minutes of Thrawn total screen time. We haven't had a full like good part of the episode for Thrawn yet. Like, and I yeah. thought honestly, I thought, I thought the Thrawn was amazing. He's like, I know like he's the voice actor for Rebels, but he got the mannerisms on how he talks down to a T. He done a very good job at, at performing this in live action, I believe. All right, he looked a little bit like a blue Egon Musk, I will admit, but mm. I, I, I loved it. <laughs> blue like, Elon Musk. Know, I mean, you don't have to convince me, Pika. I'm I'm right there with you. I think that this was like he did a great performance. Uh, what's his, his name's? Uh, oh, the bro yeah, I was gonna go look that Gil, up. Gil, uh, I've already posted the I've already posted the podcast in South Promo. You don't need to put it in videos. Oh, well, I already did. So there. Well, but anyway, at any rate, uh, yeah, no, I think uh, shit, I'm trying to look up what his name is. He's the he's the brother of uh the guy who plays uh. Erso, Galen Erso. Uh, he's the brother of Matt Mickelson. Yeah, Matt oh, Mickelson. Lars Mickelson. Lars Mickelson, that dude. And so, it, did they CGI his face at all, or is it just is it just him with blue makeup on? Because he looks. I think it's blue makeup. Okay, I'm guessing his eyes are sort of CG because like his eyes have yeah, a sort of glow to them. I, I, I think his eyes are, but I don't think like his face and his face is CGI. Oh shit! Here, let me let me move. Um, that way. Damn it. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna get rid. Of, I'm gonna get rid of this stupid thing. Uh, you know what podcast this is? You know, I don't need to show. There. <laughs> you look like a meerkat, man. He's like trying to sell us car insurance. <laughs> nah. 
whack-a-mole. <laughs> nah, but in all seriousness, though. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started on episode five, though. So we start off with uh, them, like, uh, you know, we have, like, the remainder of the of the X-Wings. We have uh, Hera. And, uh, they all, like, land on the planet, and they have to, like, basically regroup and figure out what they're able to do. Which, I think it's funny that later on, Hu Yang says that, oh, you know, General, um, uh, what's it, Sindula is here with a squadron of X. I'm like, dude, she has two guys left. Like, she does not have a squadron. <laughs> she has, like, two stormtroopers, or not stormtroopers, just two rebels left. I'm like, what the hell? And so, yeah, but we get this, and I want to point out, is it just me? Or does Dave Filoni really, really like to show... Uh, uh, Hera from the back, like he keeps on showing. I mean, I'm, these... not I'm, I'm not complaining either. I'm just saying. I just notice it that every time we see Hera, it's like within like five minutes of seeing her, we see like a shot from the from of her from the back. Like, you know, I'm not, again not complaining. I just notice it. Uh, yeah, I, I get you. I mean, I think Dave Filoni's there on set doing the whole like, I hate when she leaves, but love to watch her walk away. Dave <laughs> Dave Filoni, this is a message from me to you. In case you are watching our podcast, um, please um, drop me an email with a Dropbox folder of all footage of Hera from behind, and Sabine. Um, and I, I will, I will pay handsomely. <laughs> I don't think you can afford what Dave Filoni can provide. I, I, I need them for legal reasons. Yeah, the amount of stuff that Dave Filoni probably has in his archives of this particular woman walking from behind, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. I feel like you'd, you'd be probably spending... You just said a minute ago... Or no, that was Harrison, I was going to say. You just said a minute ago, hey, you don't have any money. And I'm like, <laughs> nah, that was a <laughs> wrong person. Wrong person. So if, I'm going to go to the chat real quick. <laughs> Uh, we have Lee Weirdshow saying, uh, love the last two episodes and agree. Thrawn acting is spot on. Uh, Madak420 says, uh, at <laughs> just blue body spray. Okay, yeah. It's blue, blue. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's blue axe spray. We have Simon Wu-Tang saying, uh, hello there. General Kenobi. Oh, and <laughs> Grave Review. And we also got Alan from Grave Reviews. What's up, Alan? Good to see you hello. in here, man. What's up? See, losing half your squad right away didn't concern anyone. I'm like, right, straight up, dude. Like, you don't, you have like a shadow of what you used to have. Like, and you, you, you killed three pilots like needlessly. Let's see, Lee, That's where point, you? Yeah. Lee says, "I love the last." Oh no, okay, he says that. He, he, he did a double, a double. <laughs> don't, don't duplicate your, your shit. <laughs> this is our. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. That's a weird thing they say on. It's a weird rule they have on Twitch is that you're not allowed to do that for some reason. Oh, weird. Yeah, you like you can't you can't like spam the same the same messages over and over. Otherwise, it's like, like you get banned for that shit or something. I don't know. I can kind of see why. Get, I can kind of get, get that. You get, you get automatically timed out. Yeah, that's the thing. But whatever, <laughs> I don't care. Do the same words. I don't give a crap. So, uh, so Alan says, I cannot believe all the haters. This is, is a good show, not perfect, but uh, but uh, but good. Yeah, exactly. Personally, I think one of the coolest things was right after this, like when she found Hu Yang and she's and. Like he tells her, like, oh yeah, you know, like uh, Ahsoka fell, like she fell in battle, and uh, Sabine was captured or whatever. Like they were gone, like or really, I don't think Hu Yang even knew. He's just like, I don't, I don't know where they went. He, they're just gone, and so. Uh, like, at, at, at oh, that up? part, like he's there, like holding Sabine's helmet, and he's like, I told them to stay together. They did technically stay together, like. <laughs> Well, no, no, they specifically split up in a bit because, yeah, she does the, like, I'll yeah, take care then, of this, like, this one. Then they were back together at the point where Sabine kind of had to 
go with Fagan because he was going to kill Ahsoka. I mean, mm-hmm. that, I suppose the thing was like, if Ahsoka and um, Sabine had taken on uh, Shin together, they might have had a better chance of dealing with Shin, and then they could have dealt with Balin together, and again had an advantage yeah, in that fight, rather than like, yeah, Sabine comes in where Balin's already got Ahsoka on the edge, he's ready to do her in. Sabine threatens him, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't care," <laughs> and like, and just gets rid of Ahsoka. So mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it's that they're like, I, I I'm not saying it definitely would have happened like that if they'd stayed together, but. You know, Hu Yang says that he says you need to you need to stay together. It's really important. Um, and then they go directly against that. Do you know what? In this in this Blinken show, right? Every now and then they show like a shot of Hera's head from the back, and it looks like like a goblin in pants bending over. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, Every now, no, I'm, I'm just like, what the hell is that? I'm like, oh, it's oh, it's her head. Oh, it's her head. Oh, yeah, it's, it's her little tendrils, little things. They pretty much confirmed that Jason has force abilities. Mm. Let's see. Simon says, I'm re- <laughs> Simon says, I'm really enjoying uh, the path and mystery of these episodes. I don't feel it doesn't feel rushed and so much Timothy Zahn callbacks. It's perfect. I'm going to agree. Yeah. Just, Harrison, as someone who's read some Timothy Zahn books, do you, I mean, Allegiance doesn't really have any, any much, very much Thrawn in there. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I don't really know much Thrawn. Um, I, I know how loved the Thrawn books are, um, <laughs> and so you know, like, I, and I, I had a quick glance at some of the complaints we saw, and there were some things going. Essentially, being the usual, we always get this like, isn't exactly the Timothy Zan book. I'm like, well, it, it wasn't gonna be, because we're in a different universe to the books that those took place in. Like, yeah, we we're working with what we've got. Yeah. So real quick, I do, I do want to ask you guys about, like, I, we will go to the whole vision, but because it kind of cuts a little bit into this, I want to ask you, what did you think about the, uh, this part where we have Jason, who very clearly he's like, Mom, can't you hear it? Like, they're fighting. Like, I can hear the, the storm, tr- or I can hear the lightsabers. And she's just like, I don't hear anything. And he tells her, like, to listen, like, really listen. Like, he basically tells her to feel the force. Like, then they have this whole little, like, meditation moment where, which also had one of the best, like, have that uh, that orchestral like the yeah. uh, force theme. It was the binary. It was binary sunset, but it was like a, a bunch more like drawn out, like I don't know, like emotional version of it. And I really enjoyed that. I don't know about how, how you guys felt about this whole scene where like she's where they uh, Hera could apparently sense Sabine or not Sabine uh, could sense Ahsoka. Um, I mean, yeah, it's I don't have a problem with it particularly. Um, I, I wasn't very impressed by it either it's 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 star wars you know it's it's pretty like bog standard star wars stuff someone says something cryptic and then goes no but believe in the heart of the cards <laughs> and then and then suddenly it all comes to them because they have it right there that was well, awesome it, it might as well be that do you know what i mean like like like, like i like star wars and, and i i have no problem with the force but sometimes it is so vague it is just like <laughs> come on no, man, but really, you know, and it's like your friend who's like thinks that their the minds got cracked Guide open me. when they had shrooms, <laughs> you know, and they're like, no, man, you don't understand. You just need to feel the connection to the greater unconscious, bro. Um, <laughs> I mean, all. I feel like you're kind of making fun of like the heart of what Star Wars is right now. Like all the mo- the most quoted and the best parts involve this kind of shit of like them. Fe- you need to feel the force around you, the rock, the tree, the all oh, the life. I'm like, for God's sake, we have this whole like. So now I'm going to say it to you, Harrison. We have this. 
as well gives the Jedi. Uh, I was tempted to jump on a tube, get over there, get on a bus, which would have taken me about two hours to get two readings. How has that happened? How have we recorded you, Peaky? <laughs> so that was my fault. I think it's because you were talking while I was recording that. So my bad. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so, whoops. But yeah, regardless, you guys know the scene. He's like, it's the it's the energy field here. It's like the most quoted parts are the parts that they talk about, you know, the spiritual being one I, with everything kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Which I suppose I think is is the thing that a lot of people are talking about, you know, with like, oh, why can hair hair as well? It's, it, it's, it's really, it's getting overused. You know, um, so it's sort of, I think it works better in, you know, um, what's the word? Uh, just not as much. It, you know, less is more with the whole, like, oh, just feel it and it'll be there. Um, I, you know, and, and like, it, it, it helps, it definitely helps a bit more to suspend your disbelief if there is, like, a, you come from a long line of Jedi or you've had years of training in this, that you can then do that. You, you know what you're looking for. Um, but, you know, this kind of thing of like kind of cheap stuff really like um of the sort of kid goes no but come on listen you know um uh, it's it's like he's like the small kid out of the poltergeist or something like they're here um, <laughs> that's awesome that is a great interpretation of that i love it peaky how about you how did you feel about it yeah i can kind of agree with harrison like it doesn't make sense that Hera was able to, like, hear the battle between Ahsoka and Anakin in in the, in the world between worlds because she's not force sensitive. Mm. Like, and I know, like, people are going to say, "Oh, yeah," but the force surrounds everyone in the Star Wars universe. It does, but the whole thing with the force sensitive people is they're able to hone the force, like, where yeah. other people. Um, I mean, is she, it could be that he was like, so think of it like this, like he's acting like a tuning fork, basically, so she can, so she can hear it. Like, um, like, that's my thought is that he's basically using his, his as powers to, to basically let her, to let her in on it, to show her where they, where uh, she is or something like, which is, yeah, you're right. Without him, she can't hear it, but it's with like, she, again, the fact that he's sitting there reaching out and being able to like, you know, here, mom, let me show you kind of thing. I'm like, I'm, I'll buy it. And also, again, we're talking about space wizards and like, you know, space whales that can travel from one galaxy to the next. I'm like, you, you got to have a little bit of like, uh, uh, what's it? What's the word? Uh, shit. I, I'm you, like suspension know, of disbelief. That's the it. Thank you, Harrison. Suspension of disbelief. You got to have a little bit of that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think I personally would have felt that it would have been better if Hera didn't see it, and um, <laughs> that it is just you know like. She just doesn't trust him, you know, and we all kind of, oh, there's this kid, and we have to go off of faith that he knows because we think that he's connected. Um, and it's, yeah. I'm not that angry about it. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. It's, I think my thing is, I'm just like, yeah, it's Star Wars. It always does this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And me and me and Glorious apparently are on the same wavelength because he typed it right as I was saying it. But yeah, so that's my thought is that he was basically just like uh, channeling the force and letting her hear it. But regardless, it was cool, and I thought that this part was pretty awesome. I know that there's a lot of fanboys out there for uh, Star Wars, like the the original or the neutral or the prequel trilogy. So I know that when like Hayden Christensen showed up, it was gonna be like at least for me, it was a big thing. And I know for a lot of people, like again, for the Star Wars theories of the world, they're probably sitting out there like crying about it, <laughs> like because it's just like I, I love it. I, I kind of I, I kind of enjoyed it. 
to be honest. Oh, it was really it was cool. I think one but of the, the best whole, parts for me. Oh no, go the ahead. The whole ahead. thing between her and Anakin, and him kind of like saying, "I'll be, I, you know, I still haven't finished your training," was mm-hmm. really good. Um, and then obviously, like when obviously, like he then just like cuts the bridge from off from like beneath her and stuff. Yeah, no. So the choreography was pretty cool. Like the fact that he did that, you know, weird behind the. He did the move that he always does in everything that we ever see Anakin Skywalker in. Yeah. So I know that the the callbacks to that, and then yeah, like I like how when Ahsoka gets cocky, she's like, "Oh, you know, I guess you don't have very much to teach me after all." And then he cuts the bridge and she falls. This is one of the probably one of the cooler scenes because I I had to re I had to pause this because the the way they do this is genius in my mind. Like, uh, so she falls from the ground. Like, you see her, like, uh, here, let me, let me try to get it as best as I can. Here we go. So, yeah, she falls, and, like, they have the camera being, like, super far away, so she's out of, like, focus. And then the second we get all foggy, I like this part where she stands up, and, it, like, you can't even tell that she's, like, a, a completely different person now. Like, that was really cool to me that, like, we, we see her, like, it, it zooms in, and the reason they do that specifically is so you can't really, like, associate that, oh, now she's a shorter person. Now she's, like... Like they do, this is like a really clever filmmaking shot, and I'm like, I really loved it. Yeah. Also, the actress playing Young Ahsoka played Young Gamora in. Um, oh Gamora. yeah, that is that is true. I believe there was also one other uh, Marvel like uh, thing. I can hear. Let me see. Well, she Young. also played. Um, she was also in the Barbie movie that I know Gilbert loves. Oh, shut up. Yeah, no, I think that was the one. Yeah, she's in the Barbie movie. She's in, uh, she's young Gamora, and then she's also young Ahsoka. But regardless, yeah, like she played young Ahsoka very well. I think so. So there was a, if all right. So you're gonna think I'm, you're gonna think less of me. I just know it. But if I had only one nitpick about this, it's that like when she says, "This is one of the first missions we ever went on," I'm like, "No, it's not," because you are not. That is not what you were wearing in in the first episodes of that show. Yeah, and also Annika, it wasn't that the Siege of Mandalore. No, this is this is like she says. This is the one of the first like Clone Wars missions. The Siege of Mandalore comes around this area is when she's. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, but she's like right there. This is like her first mission, I guess, when she first met Anakin, and he talks about like she's like, uh, he's like, come on, Snips, this is your part of your training. Like I have to train you to be a soldier. Like it's it's very much like shows like her guilt about being about being trained as a as a child soldier and being in war i don't think ahsoka yeah. was on geonosis it says they're on geonosis i don't think i think this is ryloth because of the you see the twi'leks in the background here here i'll bring it i'll bring it up this no, way so we can see it bigger did they ever go back to geonosis in the clone war show i don't think so i don't know maybe not i, I maybe maybe not but either way so Another nitpick is that I don't like how this dude like had his face wrapped up. Like you could have easily just CGI'd a Tamara Morrison like on this guy. Like you oh, didn't yeah. need like most of the guys are wearing their helmets, and I accept that. But like she comes up to this dude and his face is wrapped up instead of actually showing like instead of actually like showing it's Tamara Morrison. Like he's sitting there with bandages on his face. Like it's a nice touching moment when she touches his arm and then he like does the whole like thing with her hand. Like you know they they kind of like have a nice little moment here. But again, it's it's like I wish it was actually Tamara Morrison, like wounded or like scarred up or something. So uh, yeah, but anyway, so we get Ahsoka talking to Anakin, basically like saying like saying she feels guilty about being like you know they they were following my orders and I got them killed, 
Like it, it kind of like, I think it, the way I interpreted this is that it's like the, the vision that she's having is feeding off of her, like uh, off her insecurities as a master, yeah. because, you know, she, she had to learn to be a soldier and she talks about it later. How is that all I'm going to have to teach my own Padawan is to be a soldier and how to fight. Like she wants, she like kind of feels like her training was, was not correct. Well, I don't know how you, how do you guys, how did you guys interpret this? Yeah, no, I think, I think it. yeah, I think you nailed it kind of spot on. Like you can tell definitely see that like some that somewhere in her like subconscious, like she has doubts on her training abilities of teaching Sabine and to be a pad one, and then maybe that's why it didn't work out the first time when she mm -hmm. tried to train Sabine. Like she like as soon as Ahsoka came into fruition and she was given to Skywalker as an apprentice. They were in the midst of the Clone Wars. Exactly. Like, like you know, so she 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 was thrown basically into a war, straight head on into heels, barely any uh, training with a master, and then mm -hmm. she has to learn how to fight and become, like she said, become a soldier. And it, you know, it's kind of like forced upon her, and that's kind of like it's manifested on how she how she fights and how she is trying tried to train Sabine. She tried to train Sabine in that way because that's all she really knew. She didn't know exactly. anything else. She didn't know any other technique, teaching techniques. And more so, than that, she never actually completed her training as well. So like, that's another thing exactly. is that when he says like, this is to complete your training, like you're never too old to learn snips is like, that's she never, cause she never actually finished her, her Jedi training. How about yeah. you, Harrison? how did you, how did you take it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know all of this stuff with Anakin. I was like, like we got to the end of this episode, and I was like, what was the point in that? Like, it, it's that they say a bunch of stuff that like you kind of already know, and it doesn't mm. really go anywhere. So like, like you know, I like I appreciate. Yeah, she probably is going to be a bit annoyed about you know having been being trained in a war, but it doesn't really affect anything about like her current story about what's going on right now. It's just like, oh yeah, I was really annoyed that I had to like be trained well, in a war it's it's partially like i said it's it's kind of like she also feels like is that like she mentions is that all i'll have to train my to teach my own padawan is that like and then Obi, and then uh what's his name anakin says look when when obi-wan taught was teaching me he taught me that we were keepers, keepers of the peace but now i have to teach you to be a soldier like so she feels kind of bad like her like again her like training was incorrect and then also like because of that she doesn't know that have the proper tools to teach her own padawan correctly and that's what worries her that Sabine will fall to the dark side, which is like she explains it's like, hey, you can't if we can't find Ezra, we have to destroy this. Like Thrawn can never come back. And Sabine does not heed that message. I mean, I, potentially, but like from what I saw in the show, what they set up of her training Sabine, she mm. doesn't seem to have anything in in that training that's, you know, like affecting her from her training in Anakin. When she has like the whole thing of like training her to like concentrate more, you know, like, like she's trying to get her to fight with her eyes covered and and those things and like train her in a way that isn't just about being a fighter because she knows she can fight. She's a Mandalorian. She's pretty good at it. So mm. like it, it feels like Ahsoka's already kind of done that. Like... This whole thing, I, I sort of didn't really see what this did to the story other than, I'm not mm. saying fan service is a bad thing. I think people really enjoy this, and I think it's nice to give people some live-action Clone Wars stuff. But I think yeah. that's all it is. That's perhaps what it is, but I mean, also, I mean, when he walks away, when she says, like, uh, that 
like what if i want to like you have to fight if you want to survive what if i want to stop fighting then you'll die and that training like that kind of method of training is what led to this right here is him turning into darth vader which i really enjoyed that right that shot oh, where it like shows him walking shot. away I, and I, I, I don't know if you have the same uh harrison gilbert i kind of had goosebumps i did like, I, I enjoyed that when we see him walking away and being like you have to you know embrace this new training of like being a warrior and becoming like you know a soldier or you'll die and then that is that mindset that led to anakin skywalker becoming darth vader I, yeah, i'm gonna argue it, that it's not because like oh. well but like attack of the clones anakin is a wrong and immediately he's not in the clone wars he's not having to learn how to be a soldier he just murdered those sand people mm -hmm. he like like the movie begins with him being to like obi-wan basically like i hate being a jedi this sucks mm -hmm. like and anakin is a terrible jedi and never should have been a jedi <laughs> like, well, like no, and, and she mentions that later is that you know that you that you're more than just what then you know all the darkness in you but then you were more powerful more dangerous than anyone realized like yeah he should probably should not have been trained as a jedi and directly led that directly led to the fall of the of the order yeah like like it's it's like i said i'm biased against anakin i i personally think anakin is the worst character in all star wars like okay. you know like there's that there's that um, meme going around of like was it if he has a lightsaber that's a green flag Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think of like like how nerds make good boyfriends. I, I would like to add to that: if his favorite Star Wars character is Anakin, that's a massive red flag. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. All right. Fair enough. But yeah. So I, what Alan says here, and I agree with it. The point is that your past informs your uh, it informs you, but it does not mean that you're required to repeat it. Like it, the past does not inform does not de dictate your destiny. Like, and that's and so that's what I want to talk about here in a second. And actually, I'm going to pull that up. Is uh, there's a part when we uh, after we cut back to Huyang and uh, Hera, we go to the siege of Mandalore, which is episode or season seven of Mandal of uh, not Mandalore of Clone Wars. Which you're right, there is some definite like that right there having Rex be there. It's like Commander, right. like come on, Commander, let's go, it's like that kind of that, shit. Right, just this little segment of a live action Rex. I, I believe it was, was it was really cool I, to me I I enjoyed it because I wanted live action Rex but what I think it got really cool and artsy because like Anakin shows up and, he's, and he says like I don't remember this battle and she explains that it was the siege of Mandalore like just before we let like we just when we like parted ways and then he like she starts to, he starts talking about uh I think more about her training and about how uh let me see he says like that all the dark or everything oh there we go is that like I trained you well? I trained you to be a warrior. I trained you well. Like, and she says, "Is that all?" And he he, he tells her, you know, "Let me read it verbatim." That he says, "Ahsoka, within me is everything that within you is everything will be everything that I am." And right as he says that, you look at this with the what happens to the screen. It gets all dark on his side of the screen and literally all white on hers. Like they're they, what they're implying right there is that like everything that he taught her is in her, but then also all the darkness that he had is also inside of her. Like it's it it's very it's very subtle, but and it only happens for a second. But it's like it shows for that one second that like everything that is Anakin, even all of his darkness, is also in Ahsoka, and and that's cemented by the end part where when she almost like cuts his head off and her eyes go yellow, but she decides not to. Yeah, everyone was like, "Oh, that's just the glow from his red lightsaber." No, her eyes literally went yellow. Like she kind of like went a little bit dark. Exactly, and her fear is that she might fall to the dark side as well, and that Sabine may be just as susceptible to it. Like she, yeah. like her fear is repeating the past and becoming the next Darth Vader, essentially. 
Yeah. I kind of wish that there was that if this was what we were going to deal with here, that it was more of the show. As in, like, because I think this is my thing is like looking at this. None of these fears of these things come up in the show. Like, 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 like the rest of the show. She's yes. There's the thing of she's like, oh, I'm having a hard time. Like, or Sabine's. I can't train Sabine. Like, oh no, you know, like it's really hard, and I think I'm leading her down the wrong path. She doesn't actually seem to be struggling with this at this point, and like, it, it almost feels like. Ah, Ahsoka wouldn't like. She's got a long history of of overcoming these things, and yeah, we saw her in, Man in the Mandalorian. None of that seemed to be an issue. She's taken on this role of like taking down dark Jedi and bleeding the crystals back to white and stuff like that. So I, I don't know. It, it just feels like, certainly for this story, to me, it just feels like we didn't need to go over any of this. And and, and again, like I say, I I actually think it's a good thing to give the audience a bunch of live-action Clone Wars stuff because people want it, and there's no reason not to. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I think for some people, they're going to have gotten a lot out of this. But for me, I was like, I, I don't really know what any of this does. Especially, like, I really hated the end when he does, like, the, hmm, there may be hope for you yet. And I was like, what are you talking about? You came up and said nothing. Well, threw a tantrum and then went away. Well, yeah, again, it was like, the whole point of this, I think, was just to make her angry. And it's like, because when she starts talking about, like, the darkness that, like she says, uh, is that, like, uh, that Anakin was dangerous. And then she starts implying that she might have the same darkness he does. Like he says, is that what this is about? You've learned nothing back to the beginning. And like, he starts getting, like he gets angry trying to piss her off and like trying to make her like actively angry, which also I want to point out, this is a missed opportunity right here. When uh, he turns around, like he, he ignites a red lightsaber, turns around and they cut to Ahsoka. They very easily could have had it cut back to him being full on Darth Vader. And that would have been so much cooler than, than having him be just like Anakin. I, I am surprised like they didn't how, do that. I do like how there was a subtle... I don't know if any of you have know, just noticed it, but there was a very subtle costume change at that point as well. It went, mm -hmm. to, Revenge, oh, yeah. it went to Revenge of the Sith Anakin clothing. Yep. So, and like, that's Revenge of the Sith robe, Jedi robes. So, like, it was just, like... It, it was more or less, like, kind of, like, instantaneous of, like, during that whole, like, them two talking. Like, many people didn't notice it, but I did. I was like... Mm -hmm. Ronin is, is Revenge of the Sith thing right there. Yeah, and then also I like what Maddox says here is that uh, him turning into Darth Vader is kind of like a warning to Ahsoka is either like follow me down my path or change. And yeah. and so like that's exactly what happens that yeah, she fights, she ends up taking her light, his lightsaber away and like almost kills him, which I, I, wanna, I wanna show, there we go. So as soon as she gets closer in, I think, I think it's like right here in a second. Yeah, her eyes turn like bright yellow, and I loved that because that's for yeah. that's like a, a canon thing of like, uh, what is it like, dark side uh, degradation uh, or something like that? Like it affects your body. Yeah, they kind of like they touch on it a little bit in like raw of why Dooku's eyes weren't yellow because he just used the dark side. He didn't fully give himself over to the dark side. Exactly, and he was like, thinking that he thought what he was doing was a, was a necessary evil to like for the good of the galaxy. Yeah, so when, when, when they turn themselves completely over to the dark side, that's when their eyes change color. Yeah, their skin like loses like uh, color, like they start going pale. And that's apparently that's why it's not the lightning that did it. It's that's why uh, uh, Palpatine did it because he finally gave like he, he let all of his guards and all of his like like all of the hi like hiding down. And he finally just let his true self come out and become like yeah. the evil thing that he actually was. Yeah, there's there's a moment in Plagueis where he's killing a bunch of Gran, 
um, and his eyes go yellow in that moment, but obviously they're not yellow most of the time. But in there, when he's fully using the dark side and just like being like a force of the dark side himself, they turn yeah, your eyes turn like dark yellow. Is that that's apparently the the thing? And I guess again, your skin turns a little dark. But like I get, I think the wrinkling was the was the lightning. But otherwise, uh, but at any rate. So yeah, she decides not to not to kill him, and I think again that's the whole point. Is that that's what he wa- that's what Anakin wanted was for her to like come to that conclusion that she's not Darth Vader. Like she's even though there is the chance that she could fall to the dark side, she's not Anakin, and I think that was yeah. the whole point of that. And then yeah, this part was a little weird. I don't, they don't really explain how she gets to the world between worlds or how she gets out of it, but you know she gets rescued by the storm or by the by the uh, Rebel uh, Alliance or by like the you know by the squadron of X wings. Uh, and brought back. This part is a little freaky. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know how I feel about Ahsoka without the, her headband thing. It just looks kind of weird for me. I don't know. It looks. Mm, it yeah. looks jarring. I don't know about you guys. No, I can see what you mean. Um, yeah. I don't, know. I don't notice it. Yeah, but at any rate, yeah. So she comes out of there. She starts talking to Hera, and uh, she picks up like the the broken orb and and does a force sense thing, like she, which is also kind of a cool thing that they do in in. Uh, canon now, or well, I don't know if it's been it's been that way for a while. Like, yeah, you can like sense the echoes of what happened at places through the force. Yeah, but so, she's got like three more to collect in that forest. Otherwise, like she went 100 percent the map. <laughs> yeah, no. And then she has to collect the holocron that's hidden at the very top of this one tree that's like really obscure to get on top of. But she, she has to come to back the... to the planet because Chopper doesn't have the upgrade to slice open the crates yet. <laughs> yes, fucking fall in order. If she goes to like one crate, she actually gets a new skin for the purgles. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but they decide like she she finds out that Sabine like, she, like her her greatest fear was realized that Sabine did give in to her feelings of uh, for Ezra and risk the entire galaxy. She absolutely gave in to the dark side on that one, and uh, let yeah. So like she risked the entire galaxy. So, like she finds out about that and I tells guess. everyone. Now, what's Do we that? that's. Do we think that's giving into the dark side, or is it just like, like, is following your desires for like, yeah, based on like a personal connection, is that definitely or immediately dark side, or well, is it? I, just I think it's like, like it's like misguided. Well, you're you're giving into like maybe not necessarily the full on dark side, but you are giving into uh, like your emotions, which is partly which is like part of what the dark side is. So she's giving into her emotions in that she's risking the, the fate of the entire galaxy in that like she just wants to find Ezra and believe that we could that oh we'll beat Thrawn after we get after I get Ezra. It's like you're you're gonna risk a lot on this one guy. See, this is my thing sometimes with like with the force, because it, it's that thing of like, but but what if the force willed it? What if that is the will of the force? Because the force is like, yeah, you do need to do that. We need to get there so that we can then do this, because that's <laughs> that's my will. And I work in mysterious ways. The will of Dave Filoni, <laughs> and right That's now funny. he is the force. And unfortunately, right now Dave Filoni is the force because yeah, he's the one As who writes. Was... He... Yeah, what was that? As she was holding that sphere, she saw an image. A force vision came to her of a massive fucking cowboy hat. <laughs> the Dave Filoni smile. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how he. You know that you know that picture that everyone loves to show of him. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so we get Mon Mothma uh, calling up Hera, being like, "Hey, so guess what? You're no longer a general. You're stripped of your rank." Oh yeah, and they got that sly um, Leia mentioned in here as well. This episode, yeah, like a Senator Organa can only cover you cover for you for so long. Oh, uh, yeah, I I missed that part. Yeah, it's, it's a real throwaway line. 
Yeah, no, I completely missed that part. I guess I, I guess I just wasn't paying attention to it. I was, I was blown away by all the different, by all the other force bullshit. I don't know. I guess I just didn't care about the politics. <laughs> but yeah, no. So they come up with a plan. Like Hera, basically, uh, she decides to, her and the X-wing decide to stall for Sabine, or not for Sabine, for uh, Ahsoka, and they do exactly what we said they were gonna do. They go to the space whales and they go inside the fucking mouth. They, they, they go inside Monstro. Yeah, it's it weirdly. I, I maybe it's just the whole show of this, but I, I think one of the the weaker things I've had with Ahsoka is is I've I've never felt like the story's gone somewhere that I wasn't expecting. Like, you know, she falls off a cliff. Well, she's not dead. There's going to be some force stuff, and then she comes back, and then she came back, and then like we knew she was going to the Purgles. So it's just like, come on, come on, just just come along, hurry along now. The only thing that surprised me was like I don't know the weird face on the stormtrooper that we'll get to later. Oh, uh, Enoch. Yeah, we will definitely talk about that in a little bit, and it's and it's Roman Empire uh, inspi inspiration. But yeah, so like giant, I'm gonna call this monstro, the monstro purgle shows up, and yeah, it's like she does like some I, basically what is uh like force sense or what there, there is like tame beast power in uh, Kotor two that you can do like basically that just it it pacifies monster like animals, and uh, so yeah. Like, yeah, what, she what? just rolled really high on her animal handling. That's that's, that's what she did. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> she she rolled really high on her on her speak uh, talking to animals perk from Baldur's Gate three. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. She 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 had a spell slot left, so she cast speak with animals. There you go. I don't know. I don't know D and D. I don't fucking play that. <laughs> that's nerd shit. <laughs> but now, so the uh, the yeah, so a Republic ship shows up. Uh, I like how Carson Tava like explains the entire thing. It's like, so basically, they're gonna get inside the the Purgle and they're gonna go fly to another galaxy, and they just kind of everyone just kind of goes with it. Like, it's not like they can stop the Purgles, but this like I like how they yeah like they fly inside the Purgle's mouth. The Purgles all start like going somewhere, and with and Ahsoka has no idea knowing like no way of knowing whether or not the Purgles know where to go. They're just doing it. Like yeah. Yeah, I, I'm guessing it's it's a bit like because wasn't that the Purgles like can follow the wakes of ships in hyperspace? So whether that's what they're doing, that too. But then also they could just fly wherever they want. Like for all Ahsoka knows, the Purgles could literally just go wherever they want to, and the, and she couldn't do anything about it. Mm. But I really I do really like this scene where like, like the Purgles are all flying through space. I like seeing this part, and I really do enjoy when they start when like they start getting like. Like real, their tentacles or whatever start riling up to get ready to like for, like throw them across the galaxy. You hear that that like the like you, it's like the like the I know the winding up of a of a hyperspace engine is what I'm hmm. saying. Like yeah, the same like noise a, you hear when when the Millennium Falcon does it, you hear the Purgles do it, but in a weird like natural kind of way, kind of yeah, like it it's almost like, like a whale song. Like, um, it's kind of like a warbling sound. It was kind of like boom 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 boom. Exactly, and then and then when then you hear that that uh, the like telltale like that like exactly what Peaky said when they when their uh, tentacles actually like throw them you know it's I don't know how to describe it because I'm not a biologist especially not a <laughs> xenobiologist but yeah it's it's pretty damn awesome how they how they have that happen and I do like how Ahso yeah, Ahsoka and Huyang can see like it happening inside the Purgle's mouth. Like they could see like the light from uh, hyperspace, mm. like launching them, and it's just, to me that's just really cool. I don't know how did you, how did you feel about the hairs? Is it just more like meh, space whales? Fuck them. I mean, it, it's nice. It, that is like 
while while we knew it was coming, like it's fun to see. Like, mm. yeah, I appreciate that. It, it's a thing that I haven't really seen that in Star Wars. I know that obviously, if you watch Rebels, there's stuff about it in there, um, but it's relatively new uh, for Star Wars. So I, I enjoyed that. Um, do you know what? One thing that that I, I don't does anyone like the theme tunes this show? Because I don't think I do. Yeah, it's not really it's not really like memorable nor like iconic. No, yeah, it's a bit that uh, that uh, moment where the purgle goes off, you can hear that you know like that. Yeah, the the if the official Star Wars theme came in there, it would just be like, oh yeah, but that's the end of a Star Wars movie. Like like that's exciting and like I want to see the adventure that's coming after that. But with the, the the tune we get, it's more like. Lackluster Game of Thrones or The Witcher or something. It's it's a bit like yeah. yeah. I'd say more. I'd say more like Witcher. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, like the man. The Mando theme is kind of like embedded into us now. Cause it's kind of like Western cowboy type themed. Whereas this mm-hmm. one doesn't really have kind of like a theme to it. Yeah. No. I mean, The Mandalorian. Yeah, has that like the. Dun 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 dun. Like it has that, and you and it feels like. Fuck yeah! But all the other ones, eh, not not really. Like, even book up, even like Andor, that is great show. Not really memorable like opening theme. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what the music is for for Andor. Yeah, never seen it. And Book of Boba is just like not good Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, no. And uh, but yeah, but like I can remember Clone Wars. I obviously it's that it's that like super orchestral like dun 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 dun, dun like it's that. But I mean, I don't know what like any of the other shows are for you. Like even Bad Batch, I'm like I can't, couldn't tell you. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So I don't know. I, maybe it's just that like, we maybe we expect too much from Star Wars openings these days. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, yeah, not everything could be John Williams. I really enjoyed this. This weird like Doctor Whoey kind of like uh, traveling through hyperspace. This is like some Star Trek shit right here, and I loved it. Yes, some shades of a uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey. Yeah, exactly. It was it was awesome. And I really do enjoy like the idea that because they're going faster than like supposedly than the hyperspace that ships can go. I like the idea that they see something different than what uh, normal hyperspace would be. That makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. So let's see here. Oh, okay. so, uh, so go me ahead. And my mate, me and my mate were talking about this. Um, you know, in season three of Mando when you see the Purgles in another hyperspace lane. Mm-hmm. Like Grogu sees the, like you, you, you just see the outline. My mate was like, do you reckon that was the same group of Purgles? I was like, no. No. Going to, <laughs> no, that's not the same group of Purgles. First of all, they, w- they would be like, wouldn't they be on like opposite ends of space at this point? Like he wouldn't be hanging out. Mandalorian wouldn't be hanging out over there. And then other than that, it would be like they're going too slow for that. Like it doesn't make any goddamn sense. No, not everything has to be connected. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that though. Yeah, he, he only brought it up is because obviously, like we, he read about it. Like he mm-hmm. saw like a theory, and he was like, "Do you like? Do you, what do you think of it?" I was like, "No, it's not true." You know, but on, they're on opposite sides of the same galaxy. This or that point. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, I, I, but I did see people being like, that's why Grogu looked at the Purgle and had like, he put his hand out. It's because he, he sensed Ahsoka. I'm like, no, don't, don't do no. that. <laughs> don't that be that. He saw the fucking Purgles and he wanted to eat them. Yeah, he's a baby and he saw something cool. 
Yeah, it's, it's it's like when dolphins like go along like a cruise liner or something, you know. Like it's just you yeah. look out the window oh. and you look at them like, oh yeah, like. And maybe there is a force connection because we've seen that the Purgles seem to have some force sensitivity and connection. So yeah, maybe there's something there. I think you'll find that it actually is the same Purgle. His name is Pergy, and he had a twenty-page Star Wars fandom article. <laughs> Pergy the Purgle, a Purgle, Pergy the Purgle. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, he puts a fedora on. Pergy the particle. Uh, I'm glad you guys got that reference. I didn't want to be the only one who watched Phineas and Ferb. It, it's weird. I've only gotten the reference because I started seeing like the guy who made it on like YouTube Shorts. I've, I've never saw the show, but I just see this guy who just keeps talking about some joke he made about a platypus once. Yeah, no, the Perry the platypus yeah, oh, is, it is the is it's the best Simon. running joke on that show. It's Simon something, isn't it? His name. I don't, yeah, I don't know the yeah, creator of, of Phineas and Ferb. He seems nice. You know, <laughs> seems like a nice man. He's friends with Weird Al Yankovic. That's good enough for me. I mean, if it's good enough for Weird Al Yankovic. All right, so I want to I want to ask you guys: Did you catch this little this little like jab that Dave Filoni did? At uh, so she talks about how like oh I remember the stories of the Purgles. Like you used to tell us to them when we were uh, children at the at the temple. And he says, ah, yes, the histories of the galaxy, volumes one, two, and three. And uh, Ahsoka says, I'm volume one being the best, of course. And I'm like, did you, <laughs> did you guys catch that like little jab that he yeah. like, I'm, He's totally saying that the prequel trilogy is the best. He's fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he is blatantly arsing wrong. He based his career of Star Wars on the prequel trilogy. So, of course, he's going to say that. I just yeah, think that's you know, funny. Like, I just I just love that one being the best, of course. I'm just like, uh, I see you. I see you over there throwing shade at the at the Ridge Tridge. <laughs> like, obviously, no one thinks that the the sequel trilogy is the best, but still. See, am I the only one who doesn't like the electronic music in Star Wars? I I don't know. I for me, I think it it depends on the context. Like, if it's like a yeah. kind of main star wars big adventure then yeah i'm not as into it but i think like electronic music you know if you're in coruscant somewhere with loads of droids and it fits the setting got no problem with it but like yeah i, I you know if i want to have a star wars rip roaring adventure going into hyperspace swimming around the place swimming flying around the place in you know ships i'd rather have you know more orchestral adventure yeah. themes fair enough i do i do absolutely see that like that said I don't know. I I kind of like it if it depends on the context. Like if it's if it kind of fits the scene or if it kind of fits what's going on. Like you know the bar scenes or whatever, or like the the stuff like in cantinas. If we can get stuff like that, I'm all about it. But I don't know about the rest of it. Like if it's like just you know that's just the theme that we're using. Sorry, I'm looking for I'm looking for a clip. I thought I had, but never mind. That's okay. Matak said something that I completely misread and might not mean much to anybody. But he said, intro by John Williams, action music by Dead Mouse. Which was like, oh, okay. But I swear I, I thought that said Danger Mouse at first. And I was like, Danger Mouse? Like, you know Danger, Danger Mouse? Mouse? Thematic Danger Mouse. I don't know Danger it was, Mouse it was a British cartoon about a mouse who was a secret agent and he was called Danger Mouse. Well, hot diggity. It was all right. <laughs> it was okay. I'll have to try yeah. it. I'll have to check it out sometime. Like an assistant slash butler that was a mole, weren't he? Yeah, it was. He was his like little sidekick. He was like, "Oh, crams." I can't remember his name. 
<laughs> that sounds awesome. I need to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I did want to, I did really enjoy this part where he like, he asked her, Oh, would you like to hear the, one of the stories? And she says, no, like they start talking a little bit about Sabine, like how she kind of fucked up and let, and led th uh, them to Thrawn. And uh, then because she's so depressed, I like how she says like, you know what? I will hear one of those stories. And that is probably, this is probably one of the biggest, like it is, oh, I'm going to, to quote an asshole that we all know. I'm, I'm going to say it was total key jangling, but it worked for me because I liked it. I liked uh, uh, fucking Hu Yang being like a long uh. time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Like, I really enjoyed I that. I kind of liked it. Like, it was a great opening to the episode. Like, it was fun to have him, and then to have them back out and, like, on this cool little shot. Like, I really did enjoy that. It felt it felt very Star Wars to me. And I'm like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm a cheap date when it comes to these Star Wars shows. I mean, potentially. Anyway. He had a hey, Taco Bell's got a cheap menu. It's called good. <laughs> Taco Bell's got a cheap menu. <laughs> good point. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but, I don't know if you prefer uh, Taco Bell or some other brand chain, Wendy's perhaps. I don't know. I, I personally prefer Burger King, but that's just me. Hey. Royale with cheese. Or no, that's, that's, no, that's, that's, that's McDonald's. Man. That's McDonald's. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, I didn't go into Burger King. I don't know what the French call a Whopper. <laughs> that's right. I forgot. That's oh, my bad. <laughs> and I think we're, like, we're talking it Penfold. About... Yes, it was Penfold. Yeah, and, and yeah, yes, Gloria Sweatwood, he did have an eye patch. Let's see here. So, so yeah, they stop off at like at this other planet, which apparently is the the like the birthplace of the Dathomiri or the Dathomirians. Like, I guess it's this is their like. So, I, I, me and my mate was talking about this as well. We've come to the conclusion maybe this was like the birthplace of the Night Sisters. Yes, I think that's exactly what they what Whereas, that means. I think the 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 Night Brothers that are the male species, like the males that are on Dathomir, are kind of like they're the actual inhabitants of Dathomir, and the Night Sisters went there. Yeah, like the Zabraks come from Dathomir. Yeah. Yeah, because okay. they, I think they say in yeah yeah she says here my my people were the first to harness and ride the creatures here, so it seems like that I I'm not sure which way it was that that they. They started on Dathomir and rode the the things here, or the other way around. One of those two. I think it's the other way around. It's like they they go because this is known as the Pergil Graveyard. Mm -hmm. So, me and my mate was talking about that as well. I was like, how how like, how did that work? I was like, well, they clearly used Night Sister magic to control the Pergils to take them to Dathomir. Yeah, like the same way that Ahsoka oh. did to, to like she used the Force power or whatever to to ask a, a Pergil yeah. to take her they, here. Like they it's the same it, thing. They used it. Yeah, to get away from this planet and, and i want to say i love this idea that the ring around the planet is a freaking elephant graveyard but it's a whale graveyard i yes, love that that, that is, is so cool I, I i got lion king vibes yes mm -hmm. like somewhere in here there's a lion singing with a bunch of hyenas yeah <laughs> be prepared <laughs> boom um ba -da 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 boom um <laughs> I know that's your powers of pretension. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. But yeah, no, I enjoyed that. I really did enjoy, uh when they like actually go down to the planet. Like this is this was spooky as hell for me. Like when they when they fly up and they see this like giant monster of a of a statue that's supposed to be like some night sister statue. I'm like, oh god, this is not a planet you'd want to be on. Like get get the hell out. There's probably something like some monster here from like an elder world. Like some people are talking about like there's a part during this episode where Balin, 
says that I can feel a power stirring here. I can feel it calling to me. Some people think it might be like the monster, the the Cthulhu monster from Star Wars that uh, we talked about in another in another episode. It was like an extended universe thing. Let me see. Uh, Star Wars Cthulhu creature. Uh, Matt Star Wars says Abeloth. Is that Abeloth? That's the one. Abeloth. Some people think it might be Abeloth is the is like the monster that's calling to him. And I'm like, I don't know if they're going to be that ballsy, guys. I mean, that, that, that'd be cool. I'd like that. Mm. I also, Joe, I'd love to see. Like, I know that they probably wouldn't do it. It might be a bit too hardcore for them. But I would love it if, like, a way they get off this planet is, like, some sort of, like, like weird zombie purgle cyborg. Like, they harness, like, a dying purgle and, like, put machinery in it and stuff and use its body to create a new starship. <laughs> purgle bone armor. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'd make my, make my lightsaber out of purgle bone. <laughs> so, yeah, that, so uh, Gloria says, I might be wrong, but I think the Zabrak, I always thought the Zabrak were on Dathomir were a colony, essentially what I call ethically concerning cattle. <laughs> That's, yeah, we call them non-voluntary workers, you know, because <laughs> the S word is just such a, it's such a ugly term. I thought they called them unpaid interns. <laughs> See, uh, Maximilian Gockel says, "Why exactly do they need special hyperspace ring or the Purgles when obviously the Night Sisters moved from there to the actual Star Wars galaxy? Is it navigation? Is it time? I think it's just distance because they're in another it's, galaxy." It's, yeah, it's, I so, think those Night Sisters used Purgles. Yeah, so exactly. It's, it's a navigation uh, thing because obviously this isn't registered on any of their star maps in obviously like the main galaxy. Uh, it's like us trying to go to uh, Alpha, not Alpha Centauri, to and the Andromeda Galaxy. It's like we, how are we even going to get there? We have to get, you have to use something that can actually like be capable of, of making the journey. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, and they forgot how. Again, I think it's like also a part of like that star map was hidden, and people didn't. And again, like even if you could find the map to the other galaxy, you need to have a way to get there. So yeah, yeah the Purgles is like the best option, or you need to make a massive hyperspace ring that's capable of it. Uh, I. We'll go ahead, Harrison. Uh, so Sweatwood said that they didn't say they used the purgle. I, I think they said that she said that like my people were the first to harness them to get there. So I, I think yeah. that's and she is yes, a night yes. sister. She's she's part of the the people from Dathomir. Yeah, she did absolutely say that. That yeah, like back in the in the ancient times, but back before time was like recorded or whatever, they they harnessed the purgles and brought them to the to the galaxy that we know as the Star Wars galaxy. And yeah, so I did enjoy this, how we got like the night sisters that were uh, like the, the high mothers or whatever the hell they're called. Yeah. And, and yeah, like they actually had like the same kind of thing as Mother Talzin where they would speak and like, you know, oh, it reeks of Jedi. And like their voice would be all like, like otherworldly and ghosty. I, I enjoyed the hell out of that. Also, does that confirm that Sabine is a Jedi or just that she had like Jedi training? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I guess Jedi training, but I, I mean, th they could very well do a thing of like, you're a Jedi now, Sabine, at the end of this. Mm. She unlocks her force powers before the end of the show. Like, it just turned out, like, it, it just turned out you had to unlock that part of the skill tree. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't quite get why they used their, um, their, their sex toys to capture Sabine. Yeah, she was already in handcuffs. Did they really need another, another thing like wrapped around her? Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I guess part of it is that because those things drag her along, so like no one has to go with her. <laughs> the high mothers. I don't think that smell was Jedi. It was. I mean, there is a lot of green smoke going around. 
You want to buy some dead sticks? <laughs> you don't want to sell me dead sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. <laughs> um, I want to sell you dead sticks. I'm going to go home and rethink my life. No, nah, but all right. So this this part right here, when Balin, uh, like, so Sabine, surprise, surprise, she gets betrayed by Balin's. Like, we had a deal. It's like tough shit. Shouldn't have trusted the bad guy. And then he has this whole heart to heart with his with his uh, apprentice, being like, "Oh, this is the stuff of fairy tales. I've heard stories of this planet and like of, of the things that are here." And like, so he's being really vague and and referencing like something. I feel like it's either going to be Revan or it's going to be Abeloth or it's going to be like something like that. Like we're going to have Kreia showing up because the, the the vibes that he gives me is that he wants to destroy the force. Like he's tired of like, he's, he talks about like, Oh, as you get older, I used to be a Jedi, but as you get older, you realize that the cycle just happens again and again and again. And the Jedi fall and they rise and then fall. And he's like, he seems like he's getting tired of the, of like the constant cycle and he wants to destroy it. I this episode really made me warm up to Balin actually. Like I, I think like this bit here makes his motivations clearer, more um relatable. I was like, yeah, no, no I I get it. I get it, dude. Well, yeah, he's saying here about you know, like I saw everything I knew be torn to pieces. And mm. it's and I kinda like that he he is kind of establishing that like while he's not like a Jedi he doesn't seem to be that into the dark side. Like he's not like oh which you know, it's probably why like we didn't hear about him because he wasn't like fighting for the emperor or something like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, maybe he was a bit more dark force to survive through like the age yeah. of the empire. But, um, but yeah, he's just like, nah, I'm just bringing it all down. And I'm all about that, man. Kill God. <laughs> Kill God. It's like, let's destroy the force. You see, you're the guy in, in KOTOR 2 who would help Kreia. You know, she's all, she's all like, let's destroy the force. I hate the force. Fuck yeah. Kill the force. <laughs> but then, but <laughs> like, doing so, wouldn't you kill all life? Like, I mean, resistance. maybe. Resist against the force. Viva resistance. Yeah, man. Just take a Purgle to another galaxy where the force doesn't exist. There you go. You're good. Yeah. Do, do what Come E.T. Here. did. Come here, I'll stroke that bushy beard of yours. <laughs> oh, God. No. So, Glorious, I agree. He says he kind of wants a, a, a Clone Wars book about Balin. I would watch it. Mm. I would read an entire book or watch an entire series about just this dude. Unfortunately, Ray Stevenson is now dead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's a prequel, we could get somebody else. Yeah. Younger younger guy. Just looks like Ray Stevenson. Yeah. Square-headed man. <laughs> Square-headed man. That's funny. Me. I'll do it. Peaky. You, you've already... I mean, dude, you are literally in your costume for like Dharma when he was in prison with your orange jumpsuit. Like, I think you've already been booked for a show. I'm, I mean, aren't you is, still... This is actually a prison hoodie. It has Shrewsbury prison on it. <laughs> okay, so Peaky, all I have to ask is, why would you want to be Balin, uh, or yeah, Balin Skull? Like, aren't you still making, aren't you making a, plenty of money off of all your royalties from Napoleon Dynamite? No, that, that's stopped. <laughs> Yeah, ever since he shaved the like afro off, like no one recognizes him anymore. Yeah, the John Heater looking motherfucker. <laughs> no, I can have grown afro now. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I think you need to grow it back. But we got Amanda in here. What's up, Amanda? Good to see you. Hey, let us know what hey. you thought of the, of these two episodes of uh, of a so not Mandalorian of Ahsoka of the newest Dave Filoni Trek. No, but <laughs> so yeah, what do you guys think fair. of this? I oh, know. What was that, Peaky? Fair. 
the bit there where they take Sabine uh, into the prison cell, was anybody else kind of expecting just like a voice to go, hello, Sabine, and it'd be Ezra? Like, I kind of felt like, I, I was like, that's going to be a really shitty way for them to reveal him in the show. But I was like, I'm kind of expecting it. I know what you mean. It's it's such a trope, isn't it? Of like you get taken into the prison cell and there's someone else there. Um, yeah. I I guess like the only thing was was that the the night sister said that she would like wait alone. So I was guessing like we're not gonna have someone else in there with her. But it did feel like it was coming. Um, yeah. Also, agreed. this bit was really cool because I don't know if anybody else had the thing, but like when everything started to shake around her, was anyone was like, like is she actually doing it? Like, is she actually like? Is she actually like harnessing the force right now? Yeah, no, I saw that was again. It was another another one of those like you're gonna pull the wool over your eyes. Oh, it's she. Yeah. No, it's not. I'm like, it's the ship. Obviously, it's the ship. And the Chimera. I want to say anyone who says that there's no sex in Star Wars, watch this scene and tell me there's no sex in Star Wars. Look at that docking. It's going in. Oh, oh, well, I, it took me forever to understand what you were saying there. Like, what? Tell me there's no sex in Star Wars, people. No, I'm kidding. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Just the tip. I mean, those stormtroopers right have been stuck here for a while. They didn't need any space glue. Okay, so let's talk about this the night troopers. The oh. fucking night troopers. Like, so is this cool or is this lame? Because, dude, look at their armor. Look how bad it freaking looks. Like, uh, it's so like I destroyed. I think this is really cool. I like, I love the whole kind of like aesthetic of them being damaged and broken and a remnant of what Thrawn's forces were. Mm. And then now, now Harrison, I know you wanted to talk about this guy. Let's go ahead. Vince, tell me how much you either liked or hated this dude. I mean, I, I thought it was fun. You know, I, I'm cool with that. You know, I, 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 one of the things I've liked about this show is like the different aesthetic that we're seeing. We're seeing something that really is stepping outside of the usual Star Wars aesthetic, but still keeping things so we know it's Star Wars. So, you know, we know it's a Stormtrooper design, but they add in this much more, yeah, you know, kind of like fantasy vibe to it. You know, you, you could see this being like, it, it's similar to like the helmets on the uh, Immortals from 300. Or you know mm -hmm. some like other various soldiers in um, Lord of the Rings. Uh, no, so I, I was kind of into it. And one thing that I was gonna um, like mention on this because uh, like Amanda said, it's a, it's a clear reference to a Roman cavalry mask. They have a few references in here. One of the ones that um, I noticed was uh, there's a definite reference to um, this Japanese thing you've probably heard of called kintsugi, yes. which is fixing broken ceramic using gold. Yep. And the idea of like you can kind of like in the fixing of something that is broken, you can sort of improve it and make it different and you know even yeah, more valuable more perhaps. And so you have that with all of these guys that their armor where where it's been damaged. You have the, like the red tape, but you also have um, all these gold elements that have been added in, um, and a lot of them mostly on Enoch. Uh, no, it was it, it, it's something that that I'm down with. You know, like um, I find it interesting. I'm interested to see where it sort of goes because I. I didn't think of Thrawn from what I knew of the character as one that was had a very kind of mystical vibe to it. Um, but like his soldiers and his like uh, affiliations with the Night Sisters and the the High Mothers do seem to have kind of brought that in. So whether he's going to be well, obviously so not Thrawn, a Force user, but hmm. so Thrawn in Rebels was very interested in other world like kind of artifacts and like the history of. Um, like 
planets and civilizations. Like Hera had a like a totem like thing that was passed down from her family, and he 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 stole it in in Rebels. And there was like a whole like little mini uh, couple of episode arc of like the Rebels crew breaking into Thrawn's uh, place to get this artifact artifact back, basically. Mm. So like so, he's very interested in civilizations and planets and like their history and everything like that because that's how that's how he works that's how he conquers and he commands an army to attack is he learns about the planet before and then he then he yeah. strategizes like there's this whole thing he has in in the rebel show where he's like talking about like uh Sub- or about something about Hera because he steals one like he steals like apparently in in Twi'lek culture there's they have like family art installation like so like a, like a little totem that is like very specific to their family and so he steals it and starts looking at him being like oh yeah well clearly this is very important because da 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 and he starts like explaining everything about it and and he's just like oh yeah i respect art and I, I care about it and he puts it on his shelf like as a trophy but also he shows that he does actually know what its, its significance is and like what the respect yeah. for it would be like and and when a guy actually when a guy's like you should just throw it away grand admiral it's a piece of crap and like he actively like tries threatens to hit the guy about it because he's like so angry. He's like, oh, and I'm sorry, I forgot that you're not, you know, you're not a, a cultured individual like myself. Like, <laughs> one thing that I like that you stopped on on this uh, image here. Something that I think they do really well again with the aesthetic of these things is having Thrawn, his uniform is pristine, and yep. then surrounded by all these stormtroopers who are damaged through various you know means and had to repair everything. Having him be like just perfect, like you know, as he would have been like when he was still in the regular galaxy, when he was you know still um, a Grand Admiral within the Empire, I thought was quite good. Really, sort of gives an air of menace to him, like makes him stand yes. out. And it's also like, what has he done? And you know, like what power does he wield over these people that he hasn't seen any issues for as long as he's been trapped here? I mean, it's it's like fanatical devotion from his ch- soldiers. Like that's one thing is that they that people love about Thrawn is that he, like he sh- he's like unlike any other soldier or any like any other commander in that he he uh, inspires like almost cult like devotion in his followers. So yeah. it's possible that they that these all guys are going without and allowing him to like have the best clothing, have the best food, have the best shit, which is why he looks like he's fucking pristine and like he just combed his hair and did everything all great. And these guys all look like they're you know just barely hanging on. I just want to touch on these night troopers quickly. Do you think these are zombie troopers that have been revived or have some kind of um, night system magic? In That's a good idea. Oh, I don't awesome. know. Ooh. Yeah. I some mean, people. Yeah. Are, one of them said here. You guys can tell. I'm going to find the co- the comment where it says something about it. Because I I did wonder that there is a question of you know like um, clearly it's possible to survive on this planet, but they all seem to be still going so like at the very least yeah. some of them hey, being zombies so would make I, sense if you saw the opening part of where the chimera is coming into dock with that platform mm. um it kind of with like the, the the chimera is badly damaged as well so it's got all this golden viewed into it mm-hmm. and that's obviously from when the purgles grabbed hold of it and took it through high, the hyperspace and ended up here my so, question is, where the hell are they getting all this gold? Like, nice where did they magic. get all? Yeah, it, I, I nice guess. Like, I mean, that's uh, ridiculous I, to me. Yeah, I, I'm guessing 
because like I noticed that I, I'm guessing that gold is tied into the design of the the ring ship they use to get there. Yeah. Because inside the ship, everything's gold. It's all these big circles, and you see that kind of design replicated in the repairs they've made here. And whether mm. it's that just like gold is very abundant on this planet might be it. Um, that could be it. Could also be that it's like it's not necessarily gold. Could be something that looks gold, but you know, it's like oh, it's a space alloy it's plastic made of... it's it's plastic gold <laughs> yeah it turns out that purgle bones are full of gold and they're just hanging out there in the ring of the planet yeah and so he likes the yeah so he likes art and the trooper designs are a clear reference to his love of artwork so yeah it's possible that like you said harrison that that japanese like style of of repairing stuff it's possible that he that that's exactly what it's based on some some star wars version of that mm. yeah let's see anyone does anyone think that there's symbolism to the face of a Purgle? Or or does anyone think that there is some symbolism to the fact that the Purgle took Thrawn to the planet that they go to to die? That's, I, a, I, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. There could be loads of reasons. I mean, yeah, it could be could be the thing of maybe the Purgles didn't expect to survive themselves. Or that thing of, like, the, the Purgles are like, this guy has to die, so they go to the place they associate with death. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Could be something like that. So yeah, so Amanda says that she thinks that uh, yes, that they are death troopers, or some of them are like the ghost troopers. And I I found the quote, or the, the so Maddox says that the red the red sashes with the gold uh, melted armor was amazing, and a touch of ooze coming out creep. So it's possible that maybe they are zombie troopers. So if he noticed some like oozing stuff out of them. Oh, so there you go. Yeah, Har oh Harrison is spot on. Dave is a huge fan of Japanese art. So there you go, Harrison. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I feel that man really likes a Kurosawa film. I mean, he his his mentor was was George Lucas, who also really enjoyed a Kurosawa film. So yes, I'm gonna say that's probably correct. <laughs> but yeah, Dave Filoni also really likes cowboys. He likes cowboys. He likes samurais. We all know that. Oh uh, yeah, because because the the Mandalorians uh, was it like White Wolf and Cub? Like, yeah, the, or Lone Wolf and Cub rather. Like it's really based on that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so let's go ahead and continue on. Uh, so yeah, Thrawn, he, like they're, you know, they're all like, oh, you know, basically stuck, sucking Thrawn's Smurf dick right now. <laughs> Being like, oh, you know, Thrawn, you're so great. Like we, we it's been a while. Like we were, we're happy. Like they, you know, they talk about how they're going to be uh, setting out. And then he lets Sabine know that he's like, he intends to, to honor the agreement and let Sabine go see Ezra, uh, which only to reveal that, of course, like, because duh, he's going to let her go see them and then send the two other Jedi after them to go kill each other. And then just abandon them all there to begin with. Yeah, and then he just he does a whole like triple cross. Like he says, "Oh yeah, Sabine, you can go out and find Ezra. You know, do 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 your thing." And he's like, "I oh, will send these two after." And then he's like, oh, "Once they've left, once once we're ready to depart, we'll leave, and we'll leave all with we'll leave the four behind." It's like a perfect triple cross. I mean, I, I get it, kind of. He says, like, we have, like, three days. Like, they have, like, they says, like, oh, to load all the stuff into the ship will take three standard rotations, which means three days. So, with that, like, they have enough time. He's like, okay, go go after them. Go kill, you know, Ahsoka, or go kill Ezra Bridger and a Sabine. And he's like, and if they, even if they fail, like, it, it, on the one hand, like, he's not wasting necessarily resources because it's like, either they go kill them and they come back and then they can all leave the, sh the place together, or... They all they go out there and they fail and they're gonna leave them there. Like he's basically just being like, eh, I don't really need you, so go do this. And if you succeed, great. If not, whatever. Either way, I win. Yeah. Yeah. Like he doesn't really, yeah, he doesn't really seem to care about these two people. So he's just kind of like, fuck them. 
he knows how great of a threat Ezra is to him because of what mm-hmm. happened during Rebels. Like Ezra constantly under uh, under undermined him and constantly gained a foothold over him. So he knows that like he needs to get away from Ezra as quick and as soon as possible. So the best way to do that is to have Sabine lead these lead, lead these two other mercenaries to Ezra mm. to take care of that to, to stall Ezra's oh, speed. Did you guys think that uh, Enoch was going to become was going to be revealed to be Ezra? Because I saw some people being like, "Oh shit, what if he was Ezra?" It yeah, it it, it crossed my mind. But yeah, it could be that, that you know Ezra like has been bound. I mean, we discussed this a bit with the possibilities of like could Ezra have been the uh, the other guy in the armor that we didn't see his face before, one who seems to be a, a zombie guy. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, could have been. But I mean, as we all know, those of us who've seen the episode turns out not yeah no ezra bridger is in fact alive and well i want to point out so i'm going to kind of just kind of skip over when sabine fights the pirates because it doesn't really serve much purpose other than just to for her to like struggle for a minute but i did enjoy when the when her little like dog thing comes back oh yeah like the, the howler the, yeah the howler I, say, I, want, I, I want one i was like i was like oh he's just a good boy he's sorry he didn't mean it it's like oh yeah little little dog <laughs> creature like, <laughs> yeah. so uh, you know, that's a spooky, that's a creepy alien dog. But I'm like, I'm all about it. I would, I would love to have a, a giant like alien dog mount. Obviously, like during this whole thing of like her trying to find like searching for Ezra on this planet, I was kind of expecting her to come across him, like sat there meditating and like honing like the force type situation kind of like what obi-wan did when he was on tatooine he, he meditated like especially during after that encounter with maul and between you know maul and the events of a new hope he meditated he he, he focused and honed the force mm-hmm. and communed with the ghost of qui-gon so it kind of i was kind of expecting that to happen with ezra and it'd be uh, i think it would have been really cool just to see ezra just like meditating on this one rock instead he ended up hanging out with some hermit crabs <laughs> i love these guys i, yeah, I thought these weird. guys were i thought these guys were really cute they're kind of like the ewoks oh, yeah they are cool? like I'd, I'd say i i prefer these to ewoks like i i think it's hard to make a new like weird like species for a sci-fi thing and for it to feel like kind of original and new and i was like you know what I like these. Like, like I don't feel like I've seen yeah. stuff like this before. Like, they I like the way they've done them. They've got a slightly puppet sort of vibe to them. They look a bit Jim Henson. Um, kind of. All right, I'll grant yeah. you that. They do kind of have like a Kermit the Frog almost kind of feel to them. Yeah, they feel like like they like maybe they were cut out a labyrinth or something <laughs> like that. Wanga, wanga, <laughs> fucking the, the little worm guys from from uh, Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they, that's also, yeah. Lots of coffee. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Snails. Actually, the worms in Men in Black speak Hutties. Oh, that's right. I, I that's right. I remember that. They they do shit like they. I think when you watch it on subtitles, it says like them speaking Hutties or some shit like that. Yeah. Oh wow. Huh. Yeah. So same thing with Amanda. She says I like them. They were something new for Star Wars. Which, yeah. all right, I grant you that they were a little goofy, but I, yeah, I could definitely see like they're the inhabitants or whatever of this planet. I did kind of like. Um, oh, what? I I preferred these to those puffin things from 
Oh, the Porgs. Jedi. Oh, yeah. what? I like the Porgs. They look cute. No. I mean, they might have been the best thing in Last Jedi, dude. Fuck the Porgs. Fuck the Porgs. Fuck the Porg lease. <laughs> no. No, no one ever said hashtag not my Porgs, did they? Yeah, no, straight up. They, yeah, no, I think the Porgs were one of the one of the things that people actually liked about that movie. But anyway, so yeah, we got these guys on their little like weird. like So, so here's my question. What are these? Are those are those TV antennas? And if so, what the fuck TV are they watching? I don't know. Are, like, are they listening to radio? What what is that? Yeah, whatever subspace like broadcasts are coming uh, going around in this galaxy. I or guess. they could but... be. Um, it, it could be something to do with the atmosphere of the planet, and it enables them to power their stuff. Maybe I'm just I'm watching this like what are you guys sitting around watching old episodes of Rick and Morty or something? What the hell? I, mean, I, I guess it's better than just being like, hey guys, should we pretend to be rocks some more? Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> I, I'm I, just mean, I, want that. I want to be able to do that. I just want to be able to curl up and be a rock. See, but it doesn't really work once you're seen because then she does that whole thing of like, she's pointing the gun at him like, no, nope, come on, we're done with that. We're done with you hiding. And she and she's like pointing I, the gun at him. I know you're there. <laughs> yeah, like it, it. once you do it, like once you're seen, the, the, like, the illusion is broken. So I like, kind of like that. Um, I like their like uh, they're like Jawas, but less douchey. Like yeah. like like Jawas are kind of assholes, but these are like oh, they're kind of nice Jawas. Yeah. All right. I'll grant you that. My only question is, how do they put on their clothes? Like that's where I'm like I'm confused. Is how they put on their clothes? What is the what is their like anatomy look like that allows them to put their clothes on like this? You know what I'm saying? That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's like I, I, that, there's so many questions I have about these species, and that's fine. I'm like, I'm I'm down for it, but it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so we get Ezra, like she comes up, and he looks like kind of like the Prince of Persia almost. I'm really happy with the casting they've done for Ezra. Like, I, I've got no issues on like, you know, how he looks, and because he's basically a nomad. At this point, like you know, he's he's you know he he's not able to like you know he's been on this planet for God knows how many years in obviously in Star Wars, so he uh, he's kind of like a nomad at this point. He's living amongst these creatures, and I, I like it. I like the look so far. Is yeah. that like a really thick, like, well, big cable knit sweater? Or has he got, like, chain mail on underneath that? I think it's, like, armor. Yeah, it's, like, chain mail that he made, it looks like. Here. Uh, so, let me try to see if I... Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it looks like it's, like, chain mail, some kind of, like, weird armor that he's wearing. So, that's cool, but that's why I'm, like, I, I like the robe, the armor. I'm, like, did you look like the Prince of freaking Persia? Yeah, he's gonna get a scimitar out. People are, like, ah, oh, no, we don't need space juices. We have space Moses. And it's a picture of Ezra. <laughs> Assassin's Creed, yeah, like that as well. Gotta say, I love the beard, Amanda says. Like, yeah, he looks kind of cool. He definitely looks like he's a Jedi warrior, but so my question is, is he gonna get it? Is he gonna use his lightsaber that Sabine has? Is he gonna like take control of his lightsaber in the next episode and actually like use it against Thrawn? Or is it her lightsaber? Did he make a new one? Uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. I'm not sure if you'd be able to make a new one, but I I wouldn't be surprised if he has some sort of weapon. Like maybe like I would legit be thinking be awesome if pulled out like it's just a straight up sword. On a planet like this, obviously you've got those. I can say bandits because they're more like bandits than pirates. Yeah, and you've yeah. got those bandits that seem to be roaming around the, the roaming around the planet. So 
yeah, I can kind of see him having some kind of something that he can use as defense. Mm-hmm. These guys are kind of interesting too. I like it's it's a weird like again kind of Star Warsy, but also not. Which I I kind of that's one thing I like about the, anything they do in this galaxy. If you feel like it doesn't fit in Star Wars, then that's absolutely okay because it's not part of the Star Wars galaxy. This is an entirely <laughs> other thing. Like if you have a problem with the hermit ca- hermit crab people, it's cool. You're not going to see them again. Yeah, I think that thing of like it being a different galaxy. Like I was I wasn't expecting any less. But I was like, ah, oh, it's really convenient that this galaxy has like equivalent technology to your is galaxy. It, is it me or do the, so that one that kind of looks like the hammerhead, the one that's just getting up there? His helmet reminds me of that um, bounty hunter from Force Awakens that Finn nearly goes on the ship with. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I can see, see that. Let's see. Gold. Like, yeah, gold and kyber crystals. Where is this it, planet? It's it, this is this the kind of like the shape and like the look of that helmet looks very similar to that that, that bounty hunter that Finn almost got like went left the planet. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. That dude, yeah, the 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 smuggler bounty hunter guy who, yeah, who Finn got that, a ride that, with. I actually had I had a pop figure of him back in the day. Of course you did. See, uh, Amanda is also curious if, if Ezra has a new lightsaber. See, yeah, I don't know where he would get a kyber crystal, but maybe like Thrawn had one lying around, or the Night Sisters did. Like, it makes sense to me if they had, if they knew how to use the Force, they probably knew how to harness a kyber crystal. Mm. Yeah, possibly. See. See, this place seems important to the Force, so kyber crystals here would make sense. Like, yeah, they do have like when they are on the planet, when Balin is on the planet with his uh, apprentice, like they have like that temple area, or well, I think it's later on. When, they're standing around, and then there's there's like this uh, right there, right there. This feels very Star Warsy, like the the architecture that they have around. So I'm gonna say yeah, it, the force might be important to this area. But anyway, so let's see. The, uh, we get yeah, like we do have. I, I'm gonna skip backwards a little bit because yeah, we also I kind of skipped over Balin finding Balin and his apprentice finding the the you know the bandits pirates whatever i i really love this like weird samurai garb that they got going on yeah i i I like the samurai vibes to these guys so yeah i really enjoy that like i'm i'm kind of liking how like we're we're mixing samurai with knights with you know with like ronin or whatever because that's like what i would call ahsoka and we get like all these different things mixed together it's really really cool i think you have space this Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You have space. He is space Moses. If fucking if Obi Wan is Jesus, then he is space Moses. It's perfect. Oh, we got we lost Harrison for a minute. Yeah. Sorry, I'm still here. I'm just just got the camera off for a second while I do something. Oh no. Yeah. No worries. Okay. So basically, that's that's more or less the end of this episode. Is that yeah? Like they meet up. He show. He's like they're all happy to see each other, and then we jump back to Thrawn being like that like they're preparing for the you know the the war like or whatever that i don't know what they're preparing for they're just loading a bunch of crap onto his ship for some reason let's see yeah i think he like he ends up calling to the night sisters he asked them to do something like here let me let me see if i could find yeah um was it someone in the comments mentioned this earlier i'll go find who it was but they said about um when we were talking about the zombies he says about i'll have to call on your power again Oh, that's Which, right to fight the to fight Ahsoka right here because he's like, oh yeah, no, they said Ahsoka died, but I don't believe it. It's like a, I, she's still a threat to us. Like I think that they're they're preparing for Ahsoka to show up. Yeah, well, and it was I was thinking about it when we were talking about that. Like um, 
whether it's that he used them being he used their power to create the zombies i think we i think they uh, established in this episode that he used the power of the night sisters the high mothers to get the message to morgan or uh, whatever yeah. her name is to, to 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 get her visions so that she knew how to get to them mm. so I, I think that's the first use of the power still doesn't mean that the stormtroopers aren't zombies i'd enjoy it if they were um but yeah it'll be interesting to see it'll be interesting to see what power they use to uh combat ahsoka oh i love this here right uh the is this is this planet prehistoric earth bum 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 yeah not nah, back to that dumb theory from the other week yeah no i don't think it's prehistoric earth at least god i hope not yeah if it turns out that, if it turns out we're oh, in our galaxy i'm gonna be a little pissed it's earth in the future they're gonna come across the stat- broken statue of liberty no, you know. So they're gonna fly like one minute. They're gonna be flying like somewhere around this planet, and it's gonna and there's gonna be like a NASA ship. Uh, Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> but it's gonna be the the SpaceX ship flying around. <laughs> oh, so all right. Well, Maddox says here is that Thrawn has Kanan's lightsaber, so we could see we could see uh, a, what's his name, uh, Ezra, like using Kanan's saber, like the blue one. That'd be a total. That'd be uh, honestly. I'd like to see that happen. That Ezra you, wields Kanan's lightsaber because it'd be a whole turning point of Ezra's character from Rebels. Hmm. <laughs> Are we the space snails all along? <laughs> the real I mean, space snail was the humans the whole time. It it can't be uh, it can't be prehistoric Earth because otherwise we'd have that chick from ten thousand BC running around in a fur bikini. <laughs> no, we'd have no if we, if it was really uh, ancient Earth, we'd have Adam Driver running around shooting at dinosaurs <laughs> with a laser gun. I still haven't and seen that film. I refuse to. I, it looks so dumb. Good sixty-five. Yeah. yeah. See, Ezra wielding Kane and saber, I agree, would be awesome. And it's and I feel like that's what we're gonna get. We're gonna get Ahsoka and Kane, or not Kane. We're gonna get uh, Sabine and uh, and Ezra. With their lightsabers, and it's gonna be like Ezra versus Balin and and Sabine when in like round three against uh uh what's her name, Shadi? I don't know what her name is. Shin. Yeah. Shin. Shin Hati. Yeah. Shin Hati. Yeah. So yeah. So Shin when she ends up uh like uh, yeah it's gonna be round three for them and it's gonna be Ahsoka or uh Ezra versus Balin and I think it's gonna be a pretty cool fight. I at least I hope so. Like I. I don't know. Maybe we'll see Balin end up like teaming up with them. Maybe we'll like when he sees that Thrawn means to double cross them. But I don't see that him like. I feel like this is gonna like it's gonna be like a more a more deeper thing. Like what he says, like oh, I feel something calling to me here. Or they're gonna find something like much worse than Thrawn on this planet. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I do kind of hope it is Abeloth. I'd like to see it. <laughs> like the creepy, like monster Cthulhu creature from another that from yeah from another galaxy. I don't know. I'm. I don't know much about Abeloth, but it'd be interesting to see like that kind of stuff be pulled, put in there. I'm telling you, if it's Kreia, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my shit. Like I'm gonna cry if it turns out to be like I am Darth Kreia or a Darth Treya because that's what she her <laughs> name is Kreia, but she calls herself Darth Treus. <laughs> I know it's a whole it's a whole thing. Hey, but, I'm tre- I mean Kreia. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. that's my name. And then Darth Sion and Darth Nihilus. It's like. God, dude, how how long did you spend on these names? <laughs> but yeah, if it turns out to be like something like that, I will cry. If it's like Darth Revan, <laughs> he's been hanging out on this planet the whole time. She's the nanny, uh, right? 
she's the nanny of son and daughter oh, of the of the son and the daughter uh, from the mortis arc okay so I'm, I'm here, we're, we're just about at the end of the episode so i'm going to go around the room and ask you uh peaky what do you think of this what do you think of these two episodes give us uh out of let's see out of five uh re, re like rebuilt stormtrooper helmets with gold what do you what do you rate these episodes what combined or individually uh individually five and six what are your what are your shot uh what are your each one uh five probably about a three out of five for me okay How about and six? Then six uh 4.5 all right solid I love, now- like, just the whole thing of it kind of it, it built more of the story for what's happening in the series Plus, we got to see Thorn. Like it was just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he was pretty cool. Lars Mikkelsen did a great job of Thrawn. I, I kind of agree. I saw a comment of someone saying that like I wish that he had like worked out a little bit or gotten like buffer for the role because like that's what Thrawn like he is in good shape and in, in the show and in the in the books and stuff. So I'm like, it would have been cooler to have him like kind of more, you know something but that's you know what Lars Mikkelsen is like in his 50s at this point I'm in, I'm gonna let it go Rebels, in Rebels Thrawn sparred with the the bloody death troop like the you know the the robot troopers from Mandalorian like he sparred yeah. with them he like beat them up as like, sparring dude 60 but the dude's 60 years old at this point I'm gonna say I'll let him I'll let him have this yeah they can they can do stuff I mean like was it uh one Julia the uh the actor who, uh, or Raul Julia, uh, the actor who played Gomez, like when he was M. Bison in the Street Fighter movie, he was literally dying of like pancreatic oh. cancer. And like he was still supposed to be the toughest dude in the world. So they could do whatever. Yeah, fair enough. And then, yeah, so, and apparently, yeah, Avaloth, according to Maddock, is really is the nanny slash mother of the Mortis twins. So maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll get it. Who knows? But so, Harrison, uh, how about you? Where do you stand on this uh, episode five and episode six? We're out of five, uh, out of five blue painted uh, Lars Mikkelsen's. Um, so, episode five gets like three blue painted Lars Mikkelsen's for me. It just wasn't my episode. Um, yeah, just, just just wasn't as interested. I wasn't as sort of taken aback by by uh, the stuff that happened with uh, Anakin, and it was it was a bit sort of like, oh come on, just get on with it. Like I definitely towards like the end as well with the Purgles. Like we knew they were gonna do it. So the long, kind of drawn out scenes of her like reaching out, and I'm like, I know you're doing this, just hurry up. Just get on with it. Just get going and get gone. So yeah, for me, I'm and now I've out of five crab people, I'm gonna be say I think uh I'm gonna give episode five uh five out of five because I really enjoyed that live action Clone Wars stuff. It was really cool for me. And then Amanda Amanda apparently agrees with me, five out of five. And I'm gonna give the next episode maybe a three and a half or a four. It was cool, like an an Enoch was really cool, Thrawn was really great, but I feel like that they didn't do it, like at least to me, they feel I feel like they kind of they're going kind of slow for this episode. I feel like we finally got our Thrawn, like give it do it something, man. Come on. Like I know I know we have two more episodes, and I was I was kind of worried about that same thing, Harrison. I'm like, fuck, is this the finale? I'm like, this is a lame finale. Like, yeah, no, but I'm, but I'll give it a, like a three and a half, maybe a four, but yeah, it was, it was good. I'm looking forward to like, I think the show has definitely found its stride and it's gotten better. Like the first two episodes, we kind of had a little, little rocky time, but now we're like, we're definitely in it now. We're in the end game. <laughs> we're in the end game now. Should have gone for the head. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And there was, yeah. there was only one way and it was Sabine letting them take the map. <laughs> 
Oh God! It's like the this is going to be the end game of uh, argument the rest of the rest of this time. There was only one way they could beat Thrawn. The Force knew it. <laughs> I, yeah, but nah. It, they're not even going to beat Thrawn. Thrawn's going to come back. Thrawn will be the next big well, bad. Is, so is Thrawn is meant to be like the main adversary of this movie. They're you doing to tie the Mando story and this kind of together. So, yeah. Hmm. See, Gloria says you give them both a three and a half out of five as an advantage, but I still feel like this would have been a made a solid film, dude. I feel like it would have had to be a two parter if you made it into a film. Yeah, it that's would like three be. hours each each episode or each part. I don't know. I feel like a lot of this show could be cut out. Probably, yeah. Fair enough. Let's see. All right. So, final make question I'm going to ask. Oh. Just make a whole hour and a half film of Hera and Sabine from behind. Mm. <laughs> God damn it. God damn someone's going to make that supercut, PG. If it's not you, someone else will do it. I guarantee someone will. And if Ty has not even made. But, all right. So, let's go. Uh, See, my only two, my uh, Manda says my only worry is wrapping this show up in two episodes. That's true. Where I don't know where they're going to go from here, but I'm excited. So that's why I'm going to I'm going to go away in a lightning round. Bold predictions, Peaky. What's your bold prediction? What what is going to happen in the next two episodes? Uh, there's going to be a massive fight between Bagan, Sabine, Shin, and Ahsoka. I I generally think those those the four are going to come saber to saber again. Mm. Um. Possibly Ezra is going to confront Thorn again at some point. I, I'd love to see them have that kind of like Thorn trying to have that intellectual battle with Ezra, like mm. he's, he's known to ha- he's known to have. Um, and then obviously, I think somehow Thorn is going to make it back to the main galaxy. Mm. Okay. Uh, how about you, Harrison? Bold prediction. Give me a give me a crazy thing you think is going to happen. What's crazy? Um... I don't know. Maybe. Well, I'd, I'd like. I, I think. I think this is this series might end with something bad happening to Ahsoka. Like either she gets stranded on this planet and can't get back, or you know, with the Purgles, she should be able to get back. Um, potentially dies again, or proper dies. Like I. I think you know. I. I, I think. I think this has got to be a bit of a an Empire Strikes Back ending. This you know, like everything's got to go wrong. Thrawn gets back. You know, to set up for yeah for the end game thing of like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Um, how are we going to get through this? And I, so I think we need to have something drastic happen, and I think maybe Ahsoka being gone might be it. Mm. That'd be that would be a bold move indeed. It, it, welcome to our show, Ahsoka, where the main character just died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah. I'm going to say I think my my prediction is that we're going to have Ezra die. Like we will definitely have a, sh- a face off with like Shin or with uh, yeah. Shin, uh, Balin, uh, Ahsoka, Sabine, maybe even Ho Yang will will pull some lightsabers out and do some crazy shit. Like I'm hoping, but like I'm, I'm, we're gonna definitely have a face off. But my thought is that we're gonna have uh, Ezra be the one to die. Like I bet you, after all this, Ezra's gonna like sacrifice himself for Sabine, and then it's gonna like lead to her finally like unlocking her force powers or something like that, and like yeah, shaking the whole map and shit just because she's so damn angry. Could so, be interesting to see. Yeah. So we will see. I don't know. I hope you guys, um, if you guys have any last minute predictions, but go ahead and throw them in the chat right here and I'll, I'll say them. But until then, so I'm going to go around and say thank you guys for being here. Uh, Peaky, you have anything you want to say uh, on the show before we wrap it up? Anything you want to talk yeah, about? Uh, so I'm going to be recording tomorrow more episodes of my Reptiles of the World series. And I'm also diving back into my Stranger Mysterious stories slash conspiracy theories. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a list of about 
30 that I want to I want to do videos on so uh one of, the, one of them is uh the one I'm recording tomorrow is going to be the red mask case from Brazil mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah the Brazilian guys found dead with the <laughs> lead masks Three Brazilian men were found on a hill wearing red masks on their face and they like poison themselves isn't they well we'll, we'll find out in the episode ah shrewd man and I'm also continuously planning my charity stream for the 27th of October. Um, <laughs> Harrison will definitely still find Sabine annoying. Uh, yeah, so I'm planning my charity stream for the 27th of October, um, where I'm going to be raising money for a charity that's very dear to my heart. Um, if you want information on the charity that I've chosen and why I've chosen it, uh, I put a video up on my Twitter, so it's at the PT Arrow over on the that 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 Elon Musk platform. Um and yeah, so and I I'm proud to announce that I've got these two handsome lads joining me on the first hour of the stream. Hell yeah. It, it's gonna be a lot of fun and obviously try and raise money for a really good cause at the same time. Absolutely. So yeah go subscribe to the Peaky Arrow Productions right there. It's right here in the in the chat. And yeah, go go uh, support our buddy. Get him to one thousand. Road to one thousand for Peaky. Anyway, and so uh, Harrison, do you have anything you wanted to talk about on our channel? Anything anything coming up from you? Uh, so yeah, keep an eye out. I've uh, got um, some time off work in the next week, so I'll have time for more uh, audiobook recording. So keep an eye out for the next uh, video of the Plagueis audiobook. We'll see how that's going. We had a pretty sweet couple of chapters last one. Uh, where we saw Palpatine go full dark side rage and tear some people apart. Um, and come and get into the comments and tell me your thoughts on force powers, because the force powers in that book are out of this world. They're a bit insane. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. But yeah, I, I think that that's going to be it from me, uh, other than keeping an eye on this stream here. Watch out for our uh, podcast. You can come and see what we're talking about and hang out with us. Absolutely. Hell yeah. And then, so yeah, guys, and then make sure, oh, actually, oh, wait, I got one last thing I got to read from Amanda because she, her, her prediction is that Thrawn gets back to the other galaxy and so, and I think Ahsoka will die and take her place properly as the sister from the Mortis arc. Oh, Ooh. maybe. Ooh. And she'll go to the world between worlds finally. All right. Yeah, actually, that's actually going to have a cool idea. Uh, ooh. All right, so let's see. But yeah, guys, but make sure you check out our other videos. I have uh, my own stuff. I have a uh, Starfield video that I did yesterday, a Starfield stream. And I think I might be streaming it again next week. Like, it is it is an addictive game, and I've been rocking the hell out of that game. So you guys want to see some of that? I've sunk 150 hours into it. Jesus Christ. I've only gone 12 so far, dude. Jesus. But <laughs> yeah, no, it's an incredible game. It's the new, it's the new Skyrim in space, which makes it better. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> It is. You gotta. You gotta try it, dude. It's so good. Gay marriage. But yeah. At any rate, sure. Why not? Whatever. But at any rate, ch- uh, check it out and check out our other videos. Check out Harrison's audiobooks. Check out our uh, what ifs, which we will be doing again at one point when I get another another guest on. But uh, yeah. Until next time, make sure you like, subscribe, comment below. Uh, you know all that good YouTube stuff. Hit the bell notification so you know when all of our videos come out. <laughs> it will take your life. <laughs> Yeah, I know it will. It has been. <laughs> but anyway, and then if yeah, if you want to see other stuff, like I said, like, subscribe, comment below, all that good shit. And then make sure you, ch- you check out our other videos. Next week, we'll be doing episode seven of Ahsoka. Uh, and then maybe episode like episode eight the next week. I, don't, I, I think that's, yeah, that should be the end of it. And then we'll be doing Loki the after that. But yeah, uh, 
you know, I always hate ending the show because it always sucks. I always get awkward about it. But <laughs> we will see you guys on the flip side. Make, uh, take it easy, everybody. Uh, thank you to our to our uh, members, of course. I have to update this thing, but thank you to all, of course, all of our mem- awesome uh, Fulcrum Council members. You guys are Please awesome. List. Yeah, I know. It's a long list. And until next time, remember, we are all Fulcrum. Bye-bye, everybody. Peace.